0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Marshawn Lynch's press conference, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, happy Thanksgiving.
1: Gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving to you. It feels like that Marshawn Lynch press conference could still be going on. He's so loquacious. (laughs) Yeah. A man of many, many words.
0: Yeah. Much like
1: us.
0: (laughs) So, well, speaking of Marshawn Lynch, he's one of, um, player on one of six teams that are taking part in this week's, in this year's uh, Thanksgiving games. There's, as yeah, the tradition expanded a couple years ago, so that now we have a third game on Thanksgiving. I actually think all three of these games that we're looking at for Thanksgiving this year could be pretty good. Some people might argue with the early game, the Chicago at Detroit game, but we have got Chicago at Detroit, Philadelphia at Dallas, Seattle at San Francisco. Those could all be good games in yeah, all but I mean, even the Chicago
1: too. and Detroit game, like. Sure, it doesn't mean a lot to Chicago, but Detroit really has to win this game. They've lost two in a row, and if they even want to stay relevant going to the playoff picture, they have to win this because they still have to play Green Bay in Green Bay. And you know, all of a sudden, being eight and four and seven and five are very, very different things. So this is kind of a must-win for them.
0: Well, I still think Chicago matches up pretty well with Detroit too, but yeah. we'll see. You know, they had a nice bounce back, you know, win this past week, but uh yeah, they're they're um they're not they're not looking uh too good right now. But know, yeah, they obviously you know, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl before the season started, the Bears and that, you know, prediction has obviously been shot to hell, but uh Yeah well, <laughs> Okay. But yeah, there's there's plenty of other teams left to talk about. So first of all, before we get started, why don't you uh, fill people in on, on how they can get in touch with us?
1: As always, we are here from nine thirty ten thirty p.m. Eastern Time, and always taking your questions, comments, concerns, uh, you can always call us at uh, three four seven nine eight nine eight zero eight eight. That's three four seven nine eight nine eight zero eight eight. You can tweet us at the number four THN inches show. That's the number four THN inches show. Or, of course, at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM one six. You can email us at the number four THN inches show at gmail dot com. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at fantasy Sherpa dot com all week long. And of course, snail mail, carrier pigeons, smoke signals—any any of those will do. Candy Graham. <laughs>
0: yeah, Candygram sounds like fun as long as it isn't Candy Crush. But
1: uh... <laughs> true. <laughs> so, but uh, so of any... course, if you have questions about your lineup, we're always here on Sundays and Thursdays as well. So we're available for you.
0: So this past weekend I got to celebrate Odell Beckham's catch and you got to celebrate the Cowboys actually winning the game when it mattered but Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah that that so, was a bit of a, a roller coaster game there, that's
0: for sure. Yeah. Probably closer than most Cowboys thought it would be or certainly wanted it to be, but yeah I can
1: attest to that.
0: Yeah. But yeah you know, so any any injuries you know, strike you from uh, this past weekend or anything else that you want to mention before Not we dive into this much week's games?
1: Injuries, but more so, I mean, to to some extent, but more so, we have a, a number of teams starting different quarterbacks than they were last week. Um, right. One of them, Ryan Mallett, apparently after, has a yeah. torn pectoral muscle. He's on IR, so Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be starting for. The Texans again this week. We're going to see RG3 sitting on the bench and Colt McCoy getting the start under center for the Redskins. And Geno Smith is back for the Jets. I know we're all very excited for that.
0: I am. He's going to save Rex Ryan's job. You watch.
1: Obviously. (laughs) That's why the change was made. Yeah, I mean, somebody had to do it. Somebody had to save his job, you know. Ugh.
0: Yeah, that's uh yeah, that's that's uh that's a tough job there. I, I don't think that job is really worth saving and in all likelihood the Jets will be looking for another quarterback next year, but uh we'll see how that works out.
1: I think that's that's pretty possible. Uh probably the less time we spend on the Jets the better. No offense to you Jets fans, but things are kinda of bleak out there.
0: Yeah, that's that's a fair statement.
1: (laughs) So I guess let's just dive right in since we finally have a full slate of games this week. Thank
0: you. Yes, no buys. Thank you very much. And so we'll start in on the first of the three Thanksgiving games. first game up is Chicago at Detroit. Both of these teams are going to have a hard time running against their opposing defense, but both teams should have some success. Passing. I think this game will be a lot closer than than most people probably think. But I think Detroit will bounce back here and pull out the win at home. I'll say Detroit twenty-seven, Chicago twenty-four.
1: Ooh, okay, okay, going for a close one. Uh, I think Detroit really they have to win this game. If they don't, then pretty much it's every innuendo and rumor and and negative thing people have said about them for the last couple of years about not being able to actually win when it matters is going to be true because this is going to just their playoff shot this is it uh i think they win i think they win by a touchdown and i think it's more so the bears are going to give them this game than detroit's going to actually outright win it uh fantasy wise the Bears, Jay Cutler is more a second quarterback option for me. Until he plays a little more consistently, he's pretty much always going to be. I do like Matt Forte this week, although there are going to be a lot of other running backs that are going to get you some more points because this is not the world's best matchup for him. Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall are good starts, as usual, as is tight end Martellus Bennett. I'm staying away from kicker Robbie Gould, but I will start the defense uh, just matchup-wise. I think there are going to be a couple of high-scoring games this week. The Detroit defense is going to get some interceptions and takeaways. I think this is a pretty good matchup as far as that goes.
0: All right. For court, for Detroit, I would start quarterback Matthew Stafford. Wide receivers Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate, even though Calvin Johnson supposedly having trouble with his ankle again. Joyke Bell, running back, tight end Brandon Pettigrew, kicker Matt Prater in defense, okay to start. Uh, Joyke Bell more of a flex option than a must start. Running back Reggie Bush is questionable with his ankle injury still. Don't start him. He's probably going to end up not playing. And Theo Riddick has had a couple nice games catching passes out of the backfield, but he's not somebody you want to put in your starting lineup unless you have to.
1: Very true. Very true. So let's move on to Alrighty. the game I'm most excited to watch.
0: <laughs> As well, you should be. So we've got a good one uh, coming up the second game tomorrow afternoon, that's going to be Philadelphia at Dallas. And this one, I just don't really think either defense is going to be able to stop the opposing offense. And I think it's just going to come down. You could flip a coin for this, but I'll say that Dallas has a slightly better offense right now, big advantage at quarterback. And, I think they'll pull this out, and I'll go with the home team by a field goal again. I'll say Dallas thirty-eight, Philadelphia thirty-five.
1: Um, I I seem to feel like the Dallas defense is going to be able to slow down parts of the Philly offense. I don't necessarily think they're going to be able to stifle a Sean McCoy. So I do think that the Eagles are going to put points up here. I just don't necessarily think it's going to be from Mark Sanchez. Um. Fantasy-wise, you've got a lot of value on both sides of the ball. I think Dallas is going to pull out and win this game, even though the Eagles are 5-0 all-time on Thanksgiving. After this week, hopefully it's 5-1, but I might be a little biased there. I think the Cowboys pull it out by hopefully a touchdown. Maybe more would be nice, but this will be an interesting game the whole way, as it generally is when they play each other. But as for Mark Sanchez, I think he is strictly a second quarterback option. I know there are... uh, good amount of people out there saying go ahead and start him. I don't love this matchup for him. I'm not super confident in him, even in the system just yet, but I definitely do want to start LaShawn McCoy. I like Darren Sproles as well. He's going to vulture some touches there for you. Jeremy Macklin's a good start. Jordan Matthews is definitely a go. He and Mark Sanchez obviously got a lot of reps together uh, before Sanchez became a starter, and now Matthews has kind of emerged here. I'm I don't want to start tight end Zach Ertz as my tight end per se. He might be a flex option for you in a deeper league, but I think you have better tight end matchups this week. I will start kicker Cody Parkey, but not the defense here.
0: So I noticed one guy you didn't mention was wide receiver Riley Cooper. Is he just off your fantasy radar at this point?
1: Yeah, I mean, he... He was a much better option when Nick Foles was under center, but he and Mark Sanchez don't seem to gel the way that he does with Jordan Matthews. So for me, Matthews has far surpassed Riley Cooper in production right now.
0: That I would agree with. I just wanted to see if you still thought that uh, Riley Cooper was relevant or not. So, but it sounds like you're coming down on the side of not. So,
1: yeah, for Dallas.
0: No, that's that's fine Um, (laughs) for Dallas. He has other interests. He can go to a country music concert or hang out. He and does so
1: well at those. <laughs> so he does. So well.
0: So, for <laughs> Dallas, quarterback Tony Romo is a good start this week. His back is fine. Running back DeMarco Murray, wide receiver Dez Bryant, tight end Jason Witten, kicker Dan Bailey, all those guys figure to have big games, big days, and you should start them. Wide receiver um, Terrence Williams, he's Somebody I was really high on earlier this season, had a few nice games, but lately he hasn't been doing much, and now he's got a a broken finger in the Giants game, but he's supposedly going to play. But for me, he's at best a flex option or a desperation play in a deeper league. I'd sit running back Joseph Randall, although I think he's a nice bench stash if you still have room on your bench at this point in the season and he's still available on the waiver wire. Wide receiver Cole Beasley caught a few passes last week and figures to catch a few more this week. If Terrence Williams isn't at full strength, but I still wouldn't start him. And uh, good heavens, please don't start the defense.
1: No, no, please do not do that.
0: (laughs) So let's move on then to the last of the the third of the Thanksgiving games. Here again, I I think this one is going to be close. Flip a coin. Either team could win this, I think, Again, I'm just going to go with the home field advantage and say give this game to San Francisco by a field goal. I think this will be a lower scoring. This will should be the lowest scoring of the three games. I'll take San Francisco to win this 24-21. Hmm. I,
1: I just I don't know. I think San Francisco is going to get stifled by this defense. I think that Seattle is going to pull this one out. I think it's going to be close, but I just don't know if I believe Colin Kaepernick can overcome the Seattle defense even when they're in San Francisco, not even at Seattle, but prove me wrong, Kaepernick Uh, the Seattle team's kind of having a down year, but so is San Francisco, so it'll be I think all three of these games will be good I don't have a problem watching any of them Um, I think this may be the closest uh, out of all of the three, but really it's not saying a ton since none of them are going to be blowouts Fantasy-wise, I like uh, a lot of what Seattle's putting out there this week. I'm okay starting Russell Wilson. Definitely going to start Marshawn Lynch, even if all he ever wants to say to me is, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Doug Baldwin and Jermaine Kearse, I think, are better as flex options for you this week. Staying away from tight end Tony Mowiaki did catch a touchdown. I don't know if that's necessarily going to repeat itself. He's only been there for about ten minutes, which kind of limits his playbook. Uh, but uh, Stephen, Steven is a good start as is the defense? So just
0: because I'm curious, the Patriots have the longest winning streak in football right now at seven games. Guess who has the second longest winning streak right now?
1: San Francisco?
0: The tie between San Francisco and Green Bay. They both won three games in a row. But that just gives you an idea, too, of the parity that only one team has more than a three-game winning streak at this point in the season. But San Francisco, I I think they'll be able to run and pass a little bit. Seattle, I don't think they're going to be able to pass at all. Again, I mean, they haven't thrown much all season, but you know, especially against this defense, I don't really like them much. But I think San Francisco will be able to do just enough on offense to win. Uh, quarterback Colin Kaepernick, I think he should be started. Wide receiver Anquan Bolden, who's quietly having another very strong season, he should be started. Running back Frank Gore, probable with a knee issue. Uh, he is more of a flex option for me this week. Not crazy about this matchup for him. Wide receivers Michael Crabtree and Stevie Johnson, more flex options. Tight end Vernon Davis just doesn't seem to be able to get it together, so only start him in a deeper league. Kicker Phil Dawson's okay to start. Running back Carlos Hyde scored a touchdown last week, and you never know with uh, Frank Gore's knee problem whether he might get more carries, but I would not start him, and I would start the uh, San Francisco defense like this matchup for them quite a bit. All
1: right. I think uh, we agree Uh, this will be a good game, if nothing
0: else. For sure. So now we've got next game, the first of the early first of the early Sunday games, we've got Cleveland at Buffalo, quite a bit of trash talking going on between these two teams during the week and even before the season apparently. But yeah, this this game I, I just think Cleveland is a totally different team with Josh Gordon, you know, back on their, you know, receiving core and you know, Buffalo has a pretty strong pass defense and the run defense is pretty good too. Mario Williams has been on fire at times, but I just and Buffalo should be able to run the ball pretty well against Cleveland. I don't think they'll be able to do much you know passing wise. But when all is said and done, I just think Cleveland has too much offensive firepower. I think they have better balance on offense and Buffalo does, and I think they should win this game pretty easily in spite of the way Buffalo looked against the Jets last week. I don't think you can really read too much into that being the Jets, but I'll go with the final score in this game of Cleveland 28, Buffalo 17.
1: I actually don't have a problem with any of that, the score or your winner. I think that Buffalo kind of overcame a lot last week. They put a lot of uh, – mental and, and physical energy into that game with the Jets and came out obviously on top there but I think this week's going to be a little bit of a letdown for them playing conditions are not going to be the greatest uh, and Cleveland like you said, with Josh Gordon they've become a much more dynamic offense and I think that this week we're going to see a much smoother transition it's going to be a lot better with Brian Hoyer and Josh Gordon kind of being on the same page uh, so really i think cleveland's got to win this uh brian hoyer is more of a second quarterback option for me i like isaiah crowell terrence west could be more of a flex option for you definitely start josh gordon who seems to have not missed a beat i'll start andrew hawkins as well uh beyond that none of the other wide receivers i don't want to start tight tight end gary barnridge either same way from billy Kundiff and the defense
0: yeah, it sounds like Jordan Cameron might be healthy enough to play this weekend, but we'll Maybe. see. You know. I just Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want It'd to be bet nice my fantasy season on that, but if he does play, no. I think he's probably better than a lot of other uh, tight end options out there. I agree. But we shall see. Yeah. So now for Buffalo, speaking of guys getting healthy, running back Fred Jackson who's looking healthier last week. And, you know, even though Anthony Dickens, Excuse me, Anthony Dixon got, you know, the most yards. A lot of that was in garbage time last week, so I wouldn't read too much into that in the game against the Jets. So if I had to start a wide receiver, running back here, it would be Fred Jackson. Wide receiver Sammy Watkins is a good start now that he's healthy again. Robert Woods has quietly emerged the last few weeks as a legitimate fantasy starter. I would start him. Quarterback Kyle Wharton, neutral on him. Running backs Anthony Dixon and Bryce Brown, flex options in the deeper league, wide receiver Chris Hogan. has he's had a few nice games, but you know, with Robert Woods emerging now, you know, Hogan is at best a flex option for me. Tight end Scott Chandler is okay. Defense okay, but sit kicker Dan Carpenter.
1: Okay. I can
0: live so, with that. Let's move on to Someplace that should be a little bit warmer on Sunday, although maybe a not bit, too much. But not That's a ton. Baltimore. No, not a ton. But so we've got the warm weather. San Diego Chargers traveling to Baltimore, playing the early game on Sunday, and uh, statistics don't favor. Historically, that hasn't been a good thing for yeah. the teams traveling east. I think this game will be close. I don't think San Diego is going to be able to run the ball on. Baltimore, so they'll have to live and die with the pass. Baltimore should be able to get something going, both running and passing-wise, and that's why I'm picking them. I think it'll be a close game, but I'll give this to the home team again by a field goal. I sound like a broken record, but I'll say uh, Baltimore wins this by a score of 27-24. to 24.
1: I'm going to take Baltimore by seven. Um, I just... I think that... I I just... This Baltimore team kind of... is confused me a little bit, because really on paper they shouldn't be able to do what they're doing right now, they shouldn't be beating some of these teams that they're beating, but they just don't want to go away, I mean they're not particularly outstanding at, at really anything, but it works, it just works really well for them, and San Diego started so hot, they've been just kind of a train wreck since then, and while I think they are still doing some good things, and they're starting to kind of get healthy again, it's just not going to be enough. This Baltimore team, especially at home, I I think they're kind of hard to beat right now. I don't love the matchup for San Diego. Fantasy-wise, though, I think Phillip Rivers is going to have a nice game. I'm okay with starting him. Ryan Matthews, like you alluded to, the run game is not going to be too much of a factor. I like him more as a flex option. I'm okay with starting Keenan Allen and Malcolm Floyd. Maybe in a deeper league, Eddie Royal could be a good flex option for you. Um, Go to starting tight end Antonio Gates this week and stay away from the defense end kicker Nick Novak.
0: For Baltimore, I like quarterback Joe Flacco a lot. Running back Justin Forsett had a great game against New Orleans last week. I would expect maybe not 180 yards again, but I would expect more of the same this week against San Diego's run defense. Wide receivers Torrey Smith and Steve Smith both look to be good starts this week. Tight end Owen Daniels. Is a good start. Kicker Justin Tucker is okay. Defense okay. Stay away from running backs Bernard Pierce and Lorenzo Taliaferro, who have both had their moments this season, but lately it's been and a Justin Forsett. shown it should continue to be that way for the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah, Justin Forsett has shown no signs of slowing down, which is surprising.
0: Yes. So now we move on to. Carolina at Minnesota probably be pretty cold, if not snowy there. Uh, these two teams are both train wrecks. I, I still stand by what I said at the beginning of the season last year. Carolina was 12-4, and and they seem to me to be the playoff team most likely to regress this season, and so far that looks you to be the case. You were very right. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wasn't very impressed. But, um, I mean, they have some talented players, but especially at running back, they're just such a train wreck. And, you know, once they lost Can't Steve Smith, okay, Kelvin Benjamin's been, you know, having a great rookie season. But, uh, just, you just do replace a guy like How much better would he have been if like Steve that, Smith usually. was
1: opposite him? I mean, gee.
0: Yeah, he might have taken some of his targets away, but still you figure he'd be seeing a lot more single coverage. But even with double mm-hmm. coverage, he's still catching a lot of balls. So... Yeah, but uh, this game, yeah, I don't think it's going to be particularly high-scoring. Carolina should be able to run a little bit, pass a little bit. Minnesota should be able to get the run game going. don't think they'll be able to pass too much. But, you know, I think Minnesota's run game will make the difference here, Jarek McKinnon in particular. So I'm going to go with Minnesota to win this by a score of 24-17. to 17.
1: I think that they win it 24-21. I think this is, I, I don't even know if this qualifies an upset. I mean, Carolina's just not good right now. Um, but I do like Minnesota. I like that especially at home, I just, I'm not impressed with Carolina. It's no secret. I've never been a Cam Newton fan. If you've listened to pretty much any episode of this show in the last five years, I think you would know that. Um, this is the
0: 97th just, episode, by the way.
1: Yeah, I just figured that out, too. <laughs> so sure, we'll but hit, I've been trying we'll to figure on. out, are we at episode 100? Should we, be, should we be talking about
0: this? No, no, week 16, which is coincidentally the week that most <laughs> leagues <laughs> play their fantasy championships. So we'll have Keep to pop some champagne or do something that night.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, but anyway, before I lose my train of thought, Um Carolina, fantasy-wise, you can start Cam Newton uh, because pretty much by default he is the pass-and-run game here. Jonathan Stewart, I guess you almost have to start. There's not a lot of great running back matchups this week, um, and he'll run some. It's not going to let your fantasy team on fire, but it's not the worst matchup in the world. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin uh, is a good start. Jericho Cotri could be a good flex option for you. Again, I like that more if you're... Not really in a 8-10-12 team league, but uh, tight end Greg Olson I'll go ahead and start this week. That's not a normal uh, prediction for me, but Cam Newton's got to throw to somebody. And stay away from kicker Graham Gano. although I will start the Carolina defense, even though I think they're going to lose this game. They haven't been a bad defense this year, and Minnesota is prone to turn the ball over periodically, so you may be able to steal some points that way.
0: So, yeah, one theme I think for this week is that there are a lot of games that should be very competitive. I don't really yeah. see many potential blowouts on the on the, on the schedule for this mm-hmm. week, but uh, more about that later. So for Minnesota, I would start running back Jarek McKinnon, wide receiver Greg Dennings. Tight end Kyle Rudolph is back and seems to be healthy, so start him. Start the defense. Quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, more of a second quarterback. Wide receiver Charles Johnson's had a couple good games in a row now. If you need him as a flex option, go ahead. Kicker Blair Walsh is a decent start this week. Stay away from running backs Matt Asiata and Ben Tate and wide receiver Jarius Wright. So all in all, this, this again, this should be a competitive game like most of the others this week.
1: It's going to be a pretty good weekend. We haven't even gotten yeah. to the quote-unquote marquee game of the weekend yet.
0: No, we haven't. This next game you know, involves one of the teams that you were talking about before with the quarterback change, and that's Washington mm-hmm. taking their show on the road to Indianapolis. And I, this game doesn't seem as one-sided to me as you might think, just going by the team's records. But you know, Washington, maybe the Colt McCoy change will. Spark their offense a little bit. I I think they should be able to run and pass on the Indy defense. Conversely, I think they'll be able to, Indy will be able to run and pass on Washington. So it all adds up to a lot of points scored, but I think Indianapolis will score three more. So once again, I'm going with the home team by a field goal this week. I'll (laughs) say Indianapolis 31, Washington 28.
1: I'm taking Indy 35-31. I think they're going to have to come from behind and win this game. I think it's going to be back and forth the whole way. I like I like how this offense looks with Colt McCoy under center. Granted, we haven't seen a ton of it, but I'm not really excited about it when RG3's in the game. So, hopefully this is, you know, a, a spark for them, if you will. But fantasy-wise, I wouldn't put all of your eggs in the Colt McCoy basket. Especially since playoffs are starting for most of you this week, he's more of a second quarterback option. Uh, unfortunately, this was supposed to be our first Andrew Luck RG3 meeting, which you know a year or two ago looked like it'd be uh, an incredible matchup. Not so much now. Um, so we're going to get the this point McCoy RG3 and might Andrew be backing
0: Luck. up Andrew Luck next year.
1: Yeah, not uh, quite how we thought this was going to go, but here no. we are. So. Cole McCoy, best as a second quarterback option for you. Definitely go ahead and start Alfred Morris. I like Roy Hillou as a flex option. Kind of been getting a little more involved in the offense the last few weeks. We've been talking about him. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's a good start for me this week. Pierre Garçon's more of a flex, but uh, really he could become kind of a borderline wide receiver three for me. Either way, uh, stay away from tight end Niles Paul. Jordan Reed's still injured and out. We talked about his hamstring last week. I'm staying away from kicker Kai Forbath and absolutely positively not starting this defense.
0: So for Indy, I would start quarterback Andrew Luck, wide receivers T.Y. Hilton and Reggie Wayne, tight end Kobe Fleener and kicker Adam Vinatieri. Running back Dan Heron had a nice game last week, but it's still not clear to me that he's their clear-cut number one option. So I would say that both, uh, Harry and them, Richardson are. Pardon?
1: I said, I don't think it's even clear to Indy, quite frankly, who's their number one running no. back
0: is. No, I think he might be a red Heron, but we'll see. But, <laughs> um, so I would, the defense is okay to start and I would stay away from tight end Dwayne oh. Allen, who still appears to be injured, but, uh, I know Heron's the kind of guy, again, if you have room you know, on your bench and he was still available, he's somebody that would be a decent stash just in case he does win the job outright from Trent Richardson or if Trent Richardson got hurt. But, yeah, you know, he's a guy that you know, most of us had heard of when he was at Ohio State. you know, went by the nickname Boom, but you know, he just hasn't made much yeah. of an impact in the NFL to date, but uh, he's... He's getting a chance here, and we'll see what he does with it. Now, here's a quick question for you before we move on to the next game. But RG3, okay, he's not starting in Washington now. And, yeah, I could see where if you're in a you know redraft league and a one-season league where you just cut bait with him at this point. But how about if you're in a dynasty league? Do you hold on to him to see what happens with him and whether he winds yeah. up in a more favorable situation next year, or do you just write him off and, you know, go with, you know, say, Zach Mettenberger or somebody like that who right now seems to have a more promising future than RG3?
1: I would hang on to him just because we've seen uh, his ceiling can be higher than a lot of guys because we've seen it. Um, I, w- I would like to see what his off season looks like. Let's get him 100% healthy and try to get his mind right or... He gets traded or goes and signs somewhere else. I mean, it's not like there aren't teams out there that are hurting for quarterbacks. That's for sure. If if you put him on a a team like Minnesota and got him a wide receiver, would that you know that would change his his stock? I think pretty significantly.
0: Maybe the Jets will sign him as a you know mentor to Jameis Winston for next year. That would be a guarantee in yeah, yeah. heaven. But uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually got offered in the Dynasty yeah. League this week. Somebody offered me Joe Flacco for RG3. Would you have done that deal?
1: Ooh, I I don't. Mm, maybe. Maybe, but uh, it it would have to depend a lot on what my team looked like.
0: I I said no. I already have uh, Peyton Manning and well, and um, Nick Foles on that team. You know, so yeah, I, I need either Foles or RG3 to. You know, pick up the slack in a few years when, when Peyton has moved on. But, yeah, I'm not yeah, ready to throw in the good. towel on RG3 yet. I, I think yeah, it, it looks like he's probably thrown his last uh, pass as a starter anyway in Washington, barring injury. Well, but I, I, I would to like think to see what he could McCoy do in a more favorable.
1: He's going to play the year out, if nothing else.
0: Yeah, I I would like to see RG3 just get in. To a different situation and see if maybe with a fresh start and learning some of the lessons that he has there, whether he might be able to make a fresh start of it and live up to the potential that uh, many of us think he still has, even with his uh, messed up knee, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, only time will tell.
0: Yep. So here we go again. I'm going to pick the home team to win the next game by a field goal. We've got Tennessee <laughs> at Houston. You yeah, know, big news for Houston, of course, if you can call it that, is that Ryan Mallett is on season-ending IR with a pectoral injury. So that means everybody's favorite Harvard quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, back in the fold for Houston. I I don't think they're going to be able to pass against Tennessee's defense, regardless of whether it's you know Ryan Fitzpatrick or. Ryan Mallett or or Ryan Ryan or whoever, you know, they have as quarterback there. But uh, I think Houston should be able to do enough on the run. Your question, of course, is whether Arian Foster is going to be well enough to play this week. I don't think it particularly matters. Alfred Blue has shown the last couple weeks that he has what it takes if Arian Foster isn't able to play. For Tennessee, I'm liking what Zach Mettenberger has done since he took over for Jake Locker as the starter. I think he has a bright future there in spite of what J.J. J. Watt might think. I think they'll be able to run the ball a little bit and pass it some, but I just think that Houston's running game is going to allow them to control the, this contest. So I'm going to go with a final score of Houston 27, Tennessee
1: 24. <laughs> How predictable of you. Um, I, I, I like this Tennessee team. I really like what they've done over the last couple of weeks. They really have hung in with some teams that when this season started, really they would have had no business being in the game with late and I'm having Delaney Walker back kind of gives them a different dimension. The team looks very different with and without Delaney Walker. So Zach Mettenberger has, has been good. He's been better than I expected him to be. And I think this week he's going to get a win. Ryan Fitzpatrick, though I am a fan. I just don't think there's going to be enough. Aaron Foster looks like he's going to be coming back, but he's not going to be a hundred percent healthy, and that's against this defense. That's not a great recipe. So I'm taking Tennessee. I'm going to take them by six. I think Houston maybe tries to come back late, fails. Anyway, they're going to lose the game. Zach Mettenberger is more of a second quarterback option for me because I don't think this is going to be as high scoring as some of the other one Other games that uh, and quarterback matchups we're going to see. I like Bishop Sankey. I like Justin Hunter, Kendall Hunter, Nate Washington, more of a flex option. He's kind of a deep threat, but you never know. It's hit or miss there. Delaney Walker, I'm definitely starting at tight end, but I'm staying away from the defense. And Ryan Suckup.
0: So for Houston, I would start running back Arian Foster or Alfred Blue, whichever, whoever starts between those two, I think is worth starting in your fantasy lineup. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is the only receiver that I'd want to start. Wide receiver Andre Johnson, flex option for me. Tight end Garrett Graham finally got on the board last week a little bit. If you're in desperate need of a tight end, he's okay to start. Kicker Randy Bullock should be a good start. I like the defense more than you do this week. And, yeah, I'm staying away from all quarterbacks named Ryan in Houston, and that includes (laughs) both the one that's on injured reserve and the one who's not on injured reserve.
1: I can't believe you made it this far without making it. Houston, we have a problem reference.
0: Oh, well, I'm surprised. You know, living in New York, we say Houston, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of New York.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, that, that was a good segue. So speaking of New York, here I'm going to go <laughs> out on a limb here. I'm still going to predict this will be a field goal difference, but this time I'm going to go with the visiting giants at Jacksonville. You know, both these teams have looked really horrible this year and are obviously not going to be sniffing in the playoffs for years to come, or, or so you would think. But I think that in this particular game, you know, neither defense is going to be able to stop the other one, but I think New York has just a little bit more offensive firepower than Jacksonville does, and that's why I think they'll win. So I'll go with a final score of New York 31, Jacksonville 28
1: if i believe it'll be quite that high scoring uh but i like i like the new york winning by three sentiment um i i'm thinking maybe 24 21 personally but like you said both of these teams have been kind of a hot mess but <laughs> the giants just they they're a team that knows how to win and i think that counts for something jacksonville still is kind of trying to figure that out they're still a young team trying to put it all together but this week, Eli Manning, I think, is a good start. Rashad Jennings, I'm fine with, as well as Odell Beckham. Uh, I think maybe one or two of you have heard of him this week. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he'll necessarily be making close catches, but, you know, he'll he'll be uh, adding some value to your lineup. I like Ruben Randall as well, tight end Larry Donnell, kicker Josh Brown, the defense. I'm pretty much okay with starting the Giants this week.
0: So for Jacksonville, I would start quarterbacks like Bortles against the Giants' defense or what passes for one. Running back, Gennard Robinson and wide receivers, Cecil Shorts, are also good starts. If you're in a deeper league and need a wide receiver, Alan Hearns and Marquise Lee are okay. Tight end, Mercedes Lewis, is back and healthy. He's okay to start. Kicker, Josh Scobie, is fine. Um, just keep away from running back, Toby Gerhardt. He wasn't good at the beginning of the season. Then he missed some games. Gennard Robinson established himself. Now he's getting Gerhardt's getting a few carries again and predictably not doing anything with them. Stay away from him and stay away from the Jacksonville defense.
1: Yeah, that'll it'll be an interesting game to watch, but not necessarily for the same reasons that, say, New England-Green Bay is going to be interesting to watch.
0: Alright, I'm really going out on a limb. I'm going to pick the home team again in this next game, but I'm going to pick them by four points instead of by three what? points. So Take that. So oh, man. the Oakland, that St. Louis game. St. Louis, yeah, you know, they surprised, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And then last week, you know, they gave, you know, you know San Diego all they could handle. Um, I just, you know, I'm not San Diego. They beat Arizona. What am I saying? But um, you know what? I'm trying to living say that. Uh, pardon?
1: I said you're just living in the past.
0: I am living in the past here, somewhere in the past. It's all kind of <laughs> hazy to me, I'll but this blur. particular game, <laughs> Oakland has been scoring a little bit more than I think they you know, should be. Latavius Murray obviously had a nice long run in that victory against the Chiefs a week ago Thursday, but then points had a concussion right after that in two Raiders' fashion. But you know, it yeah. should be an interesting... Yeah, I think the difference here is I think you know neither team will be able to pass too much, but I think St. Louis will be able to run against Oakland's defense a little bit more than the other way around. So I'm, on the basis of that, I'm going to pick St. Louis to win this game by four. I think it'll be low-scoring. I'll say St. Louis 21, Oakland 17.
1: I am going to take Oakland for the upset this week. Uh, I, I think this is the second week in a row I'm predicting this which feels very strange <laughs> uh, I I like what St. Louis is doing a lot but I also think Oakland's finally has the idea that it's okay to win games periodically uh, It's it's a zany concept but I really like Derek Carr I think I'm going to like him a lot more in two or three years when he has hopefully a real team around him But Latavius Murray kind of came out of the woodwork and uh, then concussed himself. So it looks like he's going to be okay to play this week. Uh, I'm definitely all right with starting him. Derek Carr is more of a second quarterback option for me. James Jones and Andre Holmes I'm good with starting. I don't think there's going to be enough point-wise to uh, warrant starting tight end Michael Rivera. Stay away from kicker Sebastian Janikowski. I don't think we've recommended starting him all year and definitely don't start the defense. But, you know, this, this could be a, a a down-to-the-wire type of game.
0: Yeah, but this is probably at the bottom of the list for me this week of the games that I would want to watch. But, so for St. Louis, I think running back Trey Mason is going to be a really good play this week. So I would start him, wide receiver Kenny Britt, tight end Jared Cook, and the defense are all good starts. Quarterback Sean Hill, okay. Running back Benny Cunningham might be a decent flex option. Wide receivers, Tavon Austin and Stedman Bailey, okay flex options. Yeah, I keep mentioning Zach Stacy week after week. He hasn't played in about five or six weeks now, so go ahead and cut him from your roster if you haven't already. He's not coming back this year. And kicker Greg Zerline, I just don't think they're going to score enough to make it worth starting him this week.
1: Oh, Greg's a leg.
0: So, next game, this is one of the games that I think may not be so competitive this week, and that's Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. Cincinnati has run hot and cold all season. Tampa Bay has just run cold all season. And Tampa Bay, they should be able to run pass a little bit. I don't really like Cincinnati's pass game right now, but I think they've got finally two healthy running backs, and that's going to make the difference for me in this game. So I'm going to pick Cincinnati to win this by touchdown. I'll say Cincinnati 27, Tampa 20.
1: I think uh, that I agree with you. The running backs are going to make a difference. I think it's going to make maybe a bigger difference than you do. I like Cincinnati by 10. Tampa Bay, while they've had moments, I just I don't see it being the their time this week. Having A.J. Green back helps. He's a little banged up, but I think it's still uh, a positive for them. Cincinnati's kind of got to get back on track here. Andy Dalton, still only a second quarterback option until he shows us that he can actually score some points and be more than a game manager. I like Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard this week. They're both good starts for me. A.J. Green and Mohamed Sanu, I'm okay with starting both of them as well. I'm staying away from tight end Jermaine Gresham and the defense, but I will be starting kicker Mike Nugent. I think he's going to get a little work in this week.
0: For Tampa, I would start wide receiver Mike Evans, who's maybe not gotten as much publicity as some of the other rookie wide receivers, but has been every That's day a factor. Nice you know, mm-hmm. especially in the last four or five weeks, he's you know yeah. caught a lot of touchdown passes. Vincent Jackson is healthy again. He's a good start. Quarterback Jake McCown has been doing well since he came you know back, so he's okay to start. Running backs Doug Martin and Bobby Rainey, they're flex options for me at best. Defense is okay, not a great start, but I don't think Cincinnati's gonna going you know, to score too, too many points. Tight end Austin, Safarian Jenkins is banged up. I would not start him. I wouldn't start Brandon Myers either. And stay away from kicker Patrick Murray. All
1: right, let's uh, keep rolling. We are almost at the afternoon, a.k.a. the late game.
0: Yeah, well, as you've probably noticed this week, you know, between the Thanksgiving games and the front-loading the the early games on Sunday, there's not a lot going on late in the day on Sunday. So, yeah, you know, see how that plays out. But New Orleans at Pittsburgh is the last of our early afternoon games, and this one, hard to know what to expect. You know, Pittsburgh, not the defensive juggernaut that they used to be. New Orleans has never been a defensive juggernaut. Some people thought that had changed this year with Rob Ryan in. I was one of them. I've been proven wrong on that score, but here I think again, you know, both teams will be able to run and pass. It will. I just think that uh, Pittsburgh will do a little bit more of that. And again, I'm going to go out on a limb and predict them to win by not three but four points. I'll say Pittsburgh <laughs> 38, New Orleans 34, and a shootout.
1: I like Pittsburgh maybe a little bit more by a touchdown because out of these two inconsistent teams, Pittsburgh's been a little bit more consistent. As backwards a little as bit that less sounds.
0: inconsistent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh New Orleans it's just every week it feels like okay, this is gonna be the week they turn it around and the division's so terrible that they're not like out of the playoff picture, which is insane No, but I
0: mean how can you how can you be taken seriously as a playoff team if you have
1: Three home Damn. games in a
0: row and lose them all. It's just I mean, I and don't they're, really they're believe in card Atlanta was like good
1: at home that nobody beats them at home and then they just went out and put up three eggs.
0: yeah, well, I mean, a few years ago we had Seattle winning their division and even getting a home game in the playoffs and winning a home playoff game with a seven and nine record this year. It looks mm-hmm. like you know we could be i think the division leader now is you know four and seven or 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 so, so you know, it's conceivable it's that you awful. could have a, you know, a team winning a conference with a six and ten record and getting a home game in the playoffs, and you know, quite frankly, I think I just read something that somebody said it was mathematically possible, although not likely, that a team could actually win that division with a five and eleven record. Which, yeah. uh, hopefully, that oh. won't come to pass. But uh, if it did, I think I that division not. would be the laughing stock of football for years to come.
1: Yeah, I mean, not that necessarily it won't still be like that. But uh, fantasy-wise for New Orleans, I think you still have to start your breeze because they're going to – I mean, the only way this team can win is by scoring. No, they just have to score a ton of points to even have a chance at winning because their defense is so bad. Uh, Start Mark Ingram, Pierre Thomas is more of a flex, but still get you some points. Marquise Colson and Kenny Stills and Jimmy Graham – all good options. Kicker Shane Graham, but don't start the defense. We've seen Pittsburgh play; they can put up 50 points, it's seemingly at will. Some days, let's maybe Unless just not take a chance there. Yeah, that's true. Inexplicably, but
0: yes, inexplicably—that's a good uh, <laughs> description of that particular game. So that was a weird one. for Pittsburgh, I would start quarterback Ben Roethlisberger without hesitation. Running back Le'Veon Bell having a great season. I think he's second in rushing to DeMarco Murray, but second by quite a bit. I think Murray has something like 1,200 yards and Bell has something like 900 yards. So that just shows you how dominant uh, Murray has been this season. Uh, Wide receiver Antonio Brown, I think, is second in the league in receiving yards, if I'm not mistaken. So he's definitely a good start. Kicker Sean Sweetham, okay. Wide receivers Marcus Wheaton and Martavis Bryant more flex options for me. Tight end Heath Miller, okay. Um, stay away from running back three Archer and stay away from the defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that this game could end up being, you know, one of the shootouts of the day. I don't necessarily think it'll be the only one, though.
0: No, I, I think there's, it's just, most of these, I don't think I have a spread in my predictions of more than seven points this week. You know, there's just, no, Even we've had team, some weeks team. where it's
1: like every other game. Okay, ten points here, sure, not a problem. Two touchdowns. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think I think most of these games Sunday are going to be quite competitive. So, so weekend. moving on to the late games, of which we don't have many, but there are a few. So we, I guess we should discuss them. And
1: I, I think it's first, only fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's only two late games on Sunday, so <laughs> we would kind of have to do it. But so.
1: Yeah.
0: So the first one up is Arizona at Atlanta, and I'm going to go with the theme of the NFC South stinking and you know, predicting New Orleans to lose this week. So I'm going to predict Atlanta will lose too. Only difference being Atlanta as at home. I don't think it matters. I think they're going to be four and eight after this week. Arizona, you know, they they I mean, they drew a blank, They fired a blank last week and didn't look good against Seattle. But I think here this week they're gonna rebound and win this game even on the road, even with Drew Stanton starting. I think the you know passing game is what's gonna carry them. Atlanta's not gonna be able to run much against Arizona. They should pass, but when all is said and done, Arizona has a little bit more balance on offense and I think that's gonna to lead to them winning by a touchdown. I'll say Arizona thirty one, Atlanta twenty four.
1: I'm taking Arizona by three. Uh I wanna see them kind of bounce back from that Seattle win. I think that's going to be telling for them as a team. I like Drew Stanton. I'd like to see him kind of step up and lead this team. You know, you're going out to the east. You're going to Atlanta, who can be tough when they want to be. Just they haven't seemed like they want to be lately. And really, I think you're right that all facets of of Arizona is going to work against this Atlanta matchup. Uh, But Drew Stanton, for me, still better as a second quarterback option I like Andre Ellington and Michael Floyd. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start John Brown this week, but no to tight end John Carlson, no to kicker Chandler Cantanzaro, and no to the defense. Because even though normally the Arizona defense I don't have a problem with, but like you said, Atlanta's going to have to throw the ball a lot, and Matt Ryan does that pretty well. They have a couple of good receivers. Is
0: going to be healthy enough to be worth starting this week?
1: Maybe as a flex in a deeper league, but there are so many good wide receiver matchups this week that I think you're going to have better options.
0: Okay. And two of them are on Atlanta. Quarterback Matt Ryan is going to be throwing to wide receivers, Julio Jones and Roddy White, all day. I think all three of those guys are great starts. Running back Steven Jackson has been showing more signs of life lately, but this is not a great matchup for him. Use him as a flex if you have to, but hopefully you don't. Wide receiver Devin Hester has bounced back the last couple of weeks. He's okay as a flex. Same thing with Harry Douglas. Kicker Matt Ryan is a good start. Stay away from running backs, Jack Hughes, Rogers, and Devonta Freeman. Stay away from tight and Levine Toilolo. And stay away from Atlanta's defense.
1: All right. I have no
0: defense for them.
1: No. <laughs> nope. And now we have the game that everyone spent all week talking about. Well, everybody except Bill Belichick, pretty much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, he doesn't talk much regardless of what the subject is. I could just imagine he's the one person you probably don't want officiating your wedding. He's just, you know, we're on to the next wedding now. What do
1: you think a conversation between Marshawn Lynch and Bill Belichick would be like?
0: We might find out. He's he's probably going to be let go at the end of the season, and That's Bill Belichick true. seems to have a thing for picking up other teams' cast-offs at running backs. So that, that could be a match made in heaven there, but we'll see. But you're right, that, that press conference would be one heck of an interesting one. So, So yeah. New England at Green Bay, this game, I went back and forth on this quite a bit, but I just think New England has... More of a defense than Green Bay does, which is not saying too much. But I think both these teams are going to be able to move the ball at will. But I just think New England has a little bit better balance. Uh, you know, you could argue Eddie Lacy's gives the New England, I mean, the Green Bay running game an advantage. But I think that between Legarrette Blunt, Shane Vereen, and Jonas Gray, I don't know who it's going to be, but one of those three or maybe even two of those three will contribute a lot. And I'll give New England. This game by a touchdown in a high-scoring game. I'll say New England thirty-four, Green Bay twenty-seven.
1: I'm going to take New England by four. Uh, I'd really like to take Green Bay, and I, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay won this game. It's just really hard, like you said, with even though Green Bay is still pretty balanced, the fact that Eddie Lacy can't run every single down all day, but if you have LeGarrette Blunt, Shane Vereen, and Jonas Gray, and they all have this breakaway speed and touchdown potential, being able to rotate a guy and keep fresh legs in, that's going to make the difference come the end of the game, even in cold Green Bay. Uh, I, I just think New England probably will take this game, but I'm very excited to watch it. Uh, fantasy-wise, start Tom Brady, start LeGarrette Blunt, start Shane Vereen. I think Jonas Gray is more of a flex option for me right now, but honestly, if you're in a deep league, you start a lot of guys, it may not be a terrible idea to start him because who knows what Bill Belichick and his shenanigans have up his sleeve this week. Uh, supposedly Jonas Gray hasn't missed any meetings, so he should be allowed to play. Brandon LaFell and Julian Edelman at wide receiver, both good options. Definitely start Gronk at tight end, and I'll even start kicker Steven Goskowski. But I am staying away from the defense for obvious reasons.
0: I actually like tight end Tim Wright as a, as an option in deeper leagues. You know he caught the two touchdown passes yeah. last week, and he seems to be you sitting know, in there a little bit better, certainly you know they're giving him more opportunities than he.
1: We know know New England likes to run the two tight end sets. I mean, that's what they were doing when they had Hernandez and Gronkowski both healthy. But, yeah,
0: just don't call him the new Aaron Hernandez. That probably wouldn't be a good thing.
1: No, he'll probably see. I think he has more of a
0: shot of sticking with (laughs) them.
1: Yeah, I see what you did there.
0: So, So for Green Bay, I would start quarterback Aaron Rodgers, running back Eddie Lacy, wide receivers Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. Wide receiver Devontae Adams is okay as a flex option in deeper league. Um, kicker Mason Crosby is a good start. Um, I would keep tight ends Andrew Corliss and Richard Rodgers on the bench and I would not mm-hmm. start the defense.
1: No, let's not do that this week.
0: <laughs> no. So,
1: and we're coming so down to, to the, the home stretch.
0: We are in the home stretch. Two games left and five minutes left. So First game, actually, I take back what I said before about not predicting a margin of more than a touchdown this week. I think this game, Yeah, you know, Denver. I think Denver's going to blow out Kansas City here. I just don't. Really? You know, yeah, I, I just I know Denver's had problems on the road lately, but I just don't see how Kansas City's going to be able to muster much offense, and I'm going to go with a final mm-hmm. score of Denver 34, Kansas City 17.
1: Ooh, ooh, okay. Um, maybe 34-24. I think Denver's going to win this convincingly. I think they need to. Um, and this, you know, is a little bit of a rivalry game. I just I don't know if Alex Smith and his wide receivers can keep up with Peyton Manning and his. I think that's really what it comes down to. So absolutely start Peyton Manning. Uh start C J Anderson, start Demarius Thomas, start Emmanuel Sanders, start tight end Julius Thomas, who looks like he's gonna be fine this week. I'm not starting Kicker Connor Barth. Uh I'm not even positive he's made it to the Denver area yet. Uh but I am gonna start the defense. I, I just I think maybe it would have been okay to flex New England and Green Bay to the Monday night or the Sunday night game this week. Yeah, a, a bigger draw.
0: Yeah, probably, but who knows, maybe this game will surprise me, but for Kansas yeah. City, I would start running back Jamal Charles, although I'm not as keen on him as I am on some other running backs this week. Quarterback Alex Smith, okay, wide receiver Dwayne Bowe, all right, tight end Travis Kelsey is a good start, stay away from wide receivers, the newly signed Jason Avant, Junior Hemingway, A.J. Jenkins, Donny Avery. Frankie Hammond, basically any wide receiver not named Dwayne Bowe for Kansas City, don't start them. And tight end Anthony Fasano had a few catches last few weeks, but I wouldn't start him this week.
1: No, I'm not a big Anthony Fasano fan. That's also not a secret.
0: (laughs) All right, so now we've come down to the wire and last game of the week. Mm -hmm. This is a potential stinker. We've got my... Yeah. No, I mean the Jets must be really good. They're playing two weeks in a row on Monday night, right?
1: I know. One was only an accident.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. I, setting aside that for a moment, I just yeah, you know, Miami's still in playoff contention. The only thing New York's in play in contention for is number one overall draft pick. Although they hurt their chances, you know, at that you know a couple weeks ago by beating Pittsburgh, but uh, I know what
1: were they again, thinking.
0: I don't know. Come on, guys. Right. Well, I don't think there's an Andrew Luck in this year's college uh, class, and they'll probably end up taking Jameis Winston anyway because he would be a perfect fit for the circus that is that football team. But for this game, New York should be able to run the ball all day against Miami, but I don't think they'll have any luck passing, whether it's Geno Smith or Michael Vick. Miami should be able to run and pass a little bit. I think they're just on the basis of a little more balance. I'll take them to win this game by a touchdown. Miami twenty-four, New York seventeen.
1: I I don't have too much of a problem with that. Miami's going to win this game. The Jets just aren't good. They're not better with Geno Smith. Start Ryan Tannehill. Start Lamar Miller. Start Mike Wallace. Start Jarvis Landry. Stay away from Charles Clay. Who's still pretty banged up. Start the defense and kicker, kicker Caleb Sturgis.
0: For New York, I. Go ahead and start wide receiver Percy Harvin. He probably get more work as a running back, or at least he should. Running backs Chris Ivory and Chris Johnson both decent flex options. Wide receivers Eric Decker and Jeremy Curley okay as flex options. Tight end Jason Merrill is a decent start. Defense is okay. Stay away from any Jets quarterback, whether it's Geno Smith, Michael Vick, you know one of Chris one of um, Phil Simms' sons. Just stay away and stay away from kicker <laughs> Nick Falk.
1: All right. <laughs> so come find us next week from 9:30 to 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday night. Feel free to hit us up all over social media uh, at the Twitter handle, the number four T H N Inches Show. That's the number four T H N Inches Show, or at J K I M one six and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Be sure to check us out all week long on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. dot com. And good luck to you, unless, of course, you are playing me.
0: Or unless you're competing with me for that last trump stick.
1: <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, guys. We'll see you next week. With the Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.